Hello again. He's the Hall of Famer, Mike Sheck. I am Trip Rogers, and this is the Fantasy Sultans. And alas, it is our last show of the season, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, although, although fantasy's been over for for quite a while, um, you know, it, it's a, we always take some time to pause and reflect because we are the Sultans, and we need to give advice that forces us to lose our leagues because everybody listens to us and copies our moves. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. However, I, I am proud. I'm happy to say got one winner, you know, one, one league, um, finished third in our fantasy Sultans league, which uh, I'm okay with There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, and, um, you know, Mike, I, I guess I'm gonna have to get you one of those. You know, I suck at fantasy football. <laughs> you never. Hey, I wasn't now. at the bottom. I was not at the bottom. <laughs> I know you're, it wasn't you're, good in Sultans, but I was not at the bottom. <laughs> you're taking, you're taking, uh, you're taking whatever you can get, wherever you can get it, and however you can get it. You know, that's it's, right. It's that's like right. it's like our buddy, <laughs> our buddy Mac was like, you know, oh, I finished eighth, I won the tournament, and I said nobody cares. Nobody yeah, that's cares. true. <laughs> he's still his birthday gift is going to be and i suck at fantasy football t-shirt i'm yeah. telling you right now i am that bad of a person um you know mike it, it's been a month since we've talked and when we start when we last spoke i saw i there were three things i thought would happen number one bill belichick would have a job within a day number two dallas would fire uh, Mike McCarthy. Mm -hmm. Three, the Eagles would fire Nick Sirianni. Well, kind of missed on all three. Um, yeah, and I think it. I think it is fascinating. The other part of it was, and I said this on the air. I said, "Look, I think the Eagles and the Cowboys. It's monkey see, monkey do. If one doesn't fire their coach, the other's not going to fire their coach." If the one fires the coach, the other's going to fire the coach. And that's essentially what happened. Uh, Jerry Jones said, Mike McCarthy's back. I don't know if that's the greatest thing in the world, uh, mm. size spread, because they lose Dan Quinn, who goes to the Washington Commanders. And uh, Nick Sirianni's back in Philadelphia after firing both his coordinators. Yeah, and uh, Trip, I'll, I'll say this about Sirianni. I think his saving grace was firing his two offense, uh, two coordinators, offense and defense, because otherwise, I think he would have been out the door. Well, I think I think the problem. I think, and listen, it's an optics thing, and Sirianni's team has looked awful. Now, he was in the Super Bowl last year, so you've got to put that in perspective. Um, Doug Peterson at least got two years, but I think Sirianni, if he does not do well this year is going to be gone. I think Mike McCarthy's going to be gone too. Um I, I I Jim Harbaugh going to the the Chargers, really no surprise. We said that was a job. That was a good job. And yeah. that's really no surprise. Um I think the fact that Ben Johnson evidently Withdrew, Ben Johnson yeah. uh did not interview well with the Commanders and turned no. him down and stayed in in in, in Detroit. I mean, how bad did and you know, we were talking just before we started and I didn't think of this, and uh, but we're talking about that first game. Philadelphia Eagles will be playing in Brazil, and I just realized I think maybe it's the Detroit Lions. 
Oh, yeah, the, that they're could on the be. schedule. If they're on the schedule, I bet you that I bet you they go there because I think it's a designated Eagles home game. So I think I, Detroit, how good of a first game would that be? Well, how that would good be. Of, yeah, I, I think. Yeah. And you talked about Baltimore, but uh, Baltimore, I think they're away for Baltimore. I'm looking at the Eagles schedule just now. So okay. they play Atlanta at home. They play why of course they play Washington and the Giants and, and yeah. Dallas. Maybe even Dallas. Dallas might might be the game. Might be the Eagles I don't, and Dallas. You know, I I I would you're right about that. The NFL wants to make a splash, but I just thought of I just you know, Detroit just popped into my head. And I'm saying, wait a minute, Detroit, that was the story of the year last year. I, I listen, say this, Detroit probably gonna have one of the, the featured games opening weekend. I mean, I don't think they'll play Thursday night. But you gotta believe Detroit's gonna play Sunday night or Monday in the in the in the doubleheader. If they or Monday night, if they, I don't think they'll do a doubleheader. But Monday night, you understand what I'm saying here? I mean that that is. But, but again, and that's and that that's next year. Okay, we got we got to deal with uh, other things. Uh, what else is on the uh, top of your mind, Mister Sheck? Well, I'll tell you what else is on the top of my mind when we talk about coaches, though. I, I want to talk about Atlanta because they were pursuing Bill Belichick. You mentioned Belichick. They're also pursuing Harbaugh, who's now went went to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. But, you know, I think the biggest thing to me, it's a seven-letter word in Atlanta, control. That was pretty much what it came down to. I mean, much like Jerry Jones, the former Dan Snyder, David Tepper, Arthur Blank is also a meddling owner. He wants his hands in his team. And to me, that was just not going to work with Jim Harbaugh because we know that Harbaugh has an ego and you need to have a coach and an owner on the same page. And when they're not, you're going to have problems. So I think that's the reason why you didn't see Harbaugh. And the same thing with Belichick. Belichick had control of the team. Um, the GM, of course, he's made some questionable – Belichick has made some questionable decisions over the past few drafts, NFL drafts, including Mac Jones. And I think the uh, whole Mac Jones situation and what we saw with Belichick after he benched him, word is that they were not even talking. So that is not good when you have your quarterback and your coach not talking uh, you know, after a benching and of course, you know, a decision by Belichick. I mean, things just did not go right in New England, and, and we, we kind of saw – the writing on the wall in New England with Kraft and him that they were going to split at the end of the year. And, and that that was pretty much what we saw. But, um, you know, I, I also want to talk about the, the NFL playoffs. Baltimore had some chances here to get to the Super Bowl. But I'll tell you what happened in that AFC title game. Turnovers killed them. They had a, a turnover at the goal line, which uh, was a, a touchdown, gave away six, seven points there. You had Lamar throwing an interception on a key uh, uh, drive that they were driving down the field with Kansas City. It was a close game, but nevertheless, turnovers will kill you. So Baltimore is a team that, um, you know, we kind of thought maybe they were going to go to the, the Super Bowl, but, but uh, of course, turnovers killed them. Kansas City, I said, you never know about them. They're, you know, you just can't rule them out. They're like... To me, they're like the new New England Patriots. I mean, they're they're just a team that you never count out. You never counted out Tom Brady, and you're not going to count out Patrick Mahomes. So I said, I think in my predictions for who's going to go to the Super Bowl, I think I said Kansas City, keep them in the rearview mirror. I also said Buffalo was a team to watch. But, of course, Buffalo, you know, they had, the, they had their share of uh, mistakes. And, of course, 
Oh, Trip, you must have been loving Wide Right. You must have loved that one. <laughs> there we go, Giants, baby. <laughs> and then on the NFC side, I do want yeah. to talk about Dallas. You know, we were all in on Dallas, but you know what? Then again, they're Dallas because they, they showed up at the wrong time yet again. I don't think that Dak Prescott is a quarterback that can lead the team to the Super Bowl and yet let alone win a Super Bowl. I don't think he's the right quarterback for Dallas. And I don't think, like you mentioned, Mike McCarthy is the right coach in Dallas either. I have a funny feeling. You're right. I agree. He will probably be out the door uh, next season if things don't turn out the way they they should. And, And I don't think they will because, you know, Jerry Jones is getting older and he says, hey, we want to win. We want to win. But you know what? You don't have the right personnel in Dallas right now, I don't think. And, uh, you know, it starts with the quarterback, and I don't think Prescott's the one. I think I think Dallas, you know, you, you see them in the regular season, and they look like world beaters and gangbusters. Yeah. And, yep. and then they get into the playoffs, and it's just it just does not, does not work. And, I mean, the other part of it, the Dallas story, is the fact that, they really got lucky because of that uh, Detroit, the play against Detroit, getting the number two seed. But still, you know, they, they got knocked off by a team that I, I didn't expect Green Bay to go in there and blow Dallas out like they did. I, and, and they did. That was an old-fashioned butt-kicking. And, uh, you know, on the AFC side, Baltimore has no one to blame but themselves. You are absolutely right, Mike. Um, I don't think it's Lamar Jackson's fault. You know, I think they put no. everybody put says Lamar Jackson's a loser in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. I don't think so. You know, the one thing I will say though, and 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 I guess I can ask you this. I mean, the Taylor Swift thing, I thought it was so great after the game when she was on the field. And I just I thought that was listen, I'm a romantic at heart. I don't have a problem with Taylor Swift being there. And if Taylor Swift means more people are paying attention to the NFL, that's great. We'll get more people playing fantasy and more people we can beat. <laughs> I'm looking that at that one. That yeah, is okay. true. Yeah, it is true. Speaking of fantasy, let's move ahead now. You know, a lot of people, we've had a chance to sit and think a little bit, and we've got to do our lessons learned. And top, top of mind with me in terms of lessons learned is – You've got to, you've got to trust your gut. And I say this because I made a couple of gut moves that really did well for me. Number one, I drafted Jonathan Taylor. When everybody was down on Jonathan Taylor, everybody was was down on Jonathan and they said, no, he's not, you know, don't. I drafted him, sat him on the bench. Oh man, he paid off really well. And yeah. he also came back after the injury and played really well. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be back. That was number one. But when I say go with your gut, you know, I again, I do the one quarterback policy. I don't get a second quarterback. But after week one, I said, okay, let me grab this guy, Stroud, you know, CJ, okay, nice week one. Let's draft him. Got him on a couple of teams, and he was my starting quarterback most of the year. Don't be afraid to make a move. And, and again, you know, we talk about this in terms of quarterbacks. You know, sometimes the quarterback you draft may not have a good year, and it could be the guy you picked up to sit the bench is the guy who perhaps saves you. Of course, C.J. Stroud had that bad week, the week I really couldn't afford it, and and that's what knocked me out of the Sultans um, championship game is because C.J. Stroud just played terribly that week. 
but you got to go with your gut and to win in fantasy football. And I'll say it a lot of times it's luck. Sometimes you are lucky and that's what happens. You can do all the research you want. You can, you can get to that championship game, but there's gotta be some luck involved. If you don't have luck, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Now, you know, those are the two big, and, and then the other lesson I learned, again, it goes back to the quarterbacks. I I don't know if I will make the same move I did la- this year because I really went for a quarterback. I mean, it's a quarterback uh, second, third round. And I don't know if I'll, if I'll do that again because I, I was kind of mixed results on that. Uh, but, Mike, I know you 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 were looking at the quarterbacks, and that's something you wanted to talk about. Well, I did want to talk about the quarterbacks. I had made a list uh, going into the uh, preseason as to what quarterbacks not to draft as your starter. And I'm going to review this list right now. And I'm going to say at the top of my list was Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. And I think I was right about that one. I mean, that 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 was just plain and obvious that, um, you know, he I don't think that he's the right quarterback for Atlanta. Things haven't been right. But of course, the the coach situation with Arthur Smith and now, you know, with him being fired and now a new coach coming in, Raheem Morris could change things around a little bit for Ritter, but I still don't know that he is going to be the future of Atlanta. And for a fantasy quarterback, he didn't put up very good numbers. Uh, Number two was Sam Howell in Washington. Now again, started off good and then kind of fell off the bottom. So, you know, I I think I was right there about that one. Ryan Tannehill in in Tennessee, my thinking there was he's just a game manager, and that's pretty much what he's been over the past few years. I mean, anybody that's taken Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback knows that he has not done well the past few years. I think you've got to go back to even the the uh, mid-2010s or late 2010s for him to have a – uh, a good a significant fantasy, fantasy impact. Yeah. Yeah. Fantasy impact there. Um, yeah. I also said CJ Stroud, which I was totally wrong on. I said as, as the top uh, rookies, the one to draft would be Bryce young. I was wrong about that one as well. Uh, but we, ne- you never know because, you know, I'm going to take this as the Ben Roethlisberger, the Eli Manning and the Phillip rivers of 2004 when they were drafted. All right. Those were big names that came out of the NFL draft. Here are three big names coming out of the NFL draft last year. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and, of course, Anthony Richardson. We'll see what plans at, pans out there. I mean, Richardson got injured, so you can't you can't say a lot there. We don't know much about him. He only but, played but, 13. But, but he was but, – but, again, you saw enough with him. And I think you saw enough with him. I think they're headed in the right direction. But I don't know – again, part of it is I don't know – you know, free agency is going to change it with teams yeah. are going to change it too. Um, I, I I think the jury, I think Richardson will be pretty good. I think there's a chance for Bryce Young, but it's going to depend on how Carolina can do with, with a new coaching staff again. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Mike, but I think the Carolina, the ownership is just, that's part of the problem there. And you talked about, and you mentioned that you mentioned Arthur Smith, by the way, or excuse me, you mentioned um, Arthur blank uh, in Atlanta. Um, I think Arthur blank, Arthur blank is not a meddling owner. I don't think Jeffrey Lurie is a meddling owner, but they have people who they believe in. 
And those people, I think that's the reason why, you know, Belichick didn't go to Atlanta because he's got guys in there that he wants to be in charge. Um, in, in Philadelphia, Jeffrey Lurie. Jeffrey Lurie will speak his mind, but he's Howie Roseman is his guy. Brought him a Super Bowl. So Howie yeah. Roseman can do no wrong. You, you see what I'm saying? I, I think that that's part of it. And, you know, the other thing, just quickly flipping back to Belichick, um, I think the other part of it is co the teams want a coach who's going to be there for a while and build something. Yeah. And we're not talking, listen, I mean, I was shocked. Uh, uh, the coach in, in, in Seattle got a six year deal, six year deal. That means if he bombs out after two, he's going to be paid for four. Well, that's pretty much the same situation as Carolina. Look at what Matt Rule did. What was it, six, seven years with him? Yeah. I uh, Frank just... Wright got a bigger deal. So, and these all all these coaches are now being paid to sit the sidelines. Of course, uh, Rule went back to Nebraska, yeah. but uh, you know they're they're being paid, and that that's a big thing. Um, I want to talk too about some lessons learned. A few other points. Uh, I think that we, when we take a look at ADP, I think we may be overvaluing it a little bit and treating it more like the fantasy Bible rather than it just being like a guideline. I think we're so wrapped up into, oh, this player has to go at this certain spot and we forget about not always being the case. And when you, when you lock a player in at that particular spot and then they underperform, then you find yourself a little bit in trouble. So I think too much is being put into the valuing of ADP. Of course, Tony Pollard, I think, was uh, a, a big case in point. He was a, uh, a early round two or mid round two in our Sultans League. He was taken by me at the end of round two. And look how he turned out. You know, sometimes what you think is a value pick because of where they're sitting doesn't turn out to be that way. So I think, like I said, ADP is being uh, overvalued. I think we need to be paying closer attention to the running quarterbacks because right now they seem to be king. You have Jalen Hurts, you have Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and of the top 10 fantasy quarterbacks, only Jared Goff ran for less than 140 yards. So when you're talking hey, about you fantasy- forgot, You forgot the, the Mr. Patrick Mahomes Mr. in Patrick there too. Mahomes. I mean- Yep. I mean, I mean, you have them, you know, but again, remember ADP, average draft position yeah which means sometimes it's higher sometimes, sometimes it's, it's lower. lower yeah but I, I think again i go back to what i said on lessons learned go with your gut yeah. and it, the gut you know everything we were saying tony pollard he's with dallas it's gonna be great it didn't work out did it you know I was, but you don't know you have fantasy listen we have fantasy gold and fantasy mold i mean every year you you, you people are surprising and people are bad uh, you know, that's just, uh, any, any by the way, I know what I'm writing on my wall next year. Don't draft that? anyone for Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, listen, uh, our buddy, Johnny, I is like, why, why did, why did I, why did I draft? Why did I want tell myself to draft Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's Johnny. That was Johnny I's mantra all year. It's, it's funny as could be. He is the Hall of Famer, Mike Sheck. I am Trip Rogers, and this is the Fantasy Sultans podcast. This is our wrap up for the year of 2023. And we talk about lessons learned. We talked about some news headlines. All right. So we're going to kind of roll ahead, and we do this every year, and it's always a lot of fun. Um, 
we're going to do a way too early. I'm going to do a top 12. It was basically a first round, a first round of the draft. So we're going to do it way too early. Uh, number one, Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, he was a rock star this year, and his team is in the Super Bowl. You know. Number two, Justin Jefferson. I think he needs better quarterback play to really do well, but he, he was injured most of the year. But still, I think Justin Jefferson, you know, again, you talk about luck. Justin Jefferson was injured, and that that hurt you because you grabbed him in our Sultan's draft, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number three, um, I have got uh, Jonathan Taylor because I think Mm -hmm. the Indianapolis Colts with Anthony Richardson is healthy. I think Indianapolis Colts are going to be one of the teams to watch next year. Fantasy wise, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be a beast. Number four, Kyron Williams. Oh, boy. He was, I I grabbed him after the first week of the season, the first week of the season waiver wire. I drafted him. He, was money and i'll tell you that rams team is going to get better i really think they're going to be they're going to be something to watch next year fantasy wise um jamar chase at number five and this is perhaps because uh t higgins may not be on the team next year yeah and if joe burrow is healthy i think jamar chase is going to have a bounce back year did not have a great fantasy year this year for the Bengals. And number six, C.D. Lamb for the Dallas Cowboys. Listen, I, I know you're not going to draft. You don't want to draft Dak Prescott. I agree. No Tony Pollard either, Pollard either. But you cannot deny C.D. Lamb was worth his weight. And I had him on one team. He was great. Number seven, Bryce Hall or Brees Hall. Listen, the Jets have one goal in mind. And if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, and that's a big if, I think Brees Hall is going to be a fantasy monster next year. Number eight, uh, we are going to go to uh, Bijan Robinson. I think Atlanta's, well, listen, Atlanta's got the team. They just need a quarterback. And, and of course, you had Arthur Smith, who, well, good luck in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I know some Steelers fans who are like, no, well, tough luck. <laughs> he already hired him. That's, that, that's the deal here. Number yeah. nine, Garrett Wilson. He is, of course, with the Jets. Again, it's going to depend on Aaron Rodgers, but also the Jets have got to pick up a better backup quarterback. I mean, uh, Zach Wilson, I think his time with the New York Jets is done. Uh, number 10, Amon St. Brown. He was great. I mean, he was one of the reasons why Detroit was so good this year. Uh, number 11, Tyreek Hill, and and you may say uh, you might want to bump Tyreek Hill up, and I, I understand that, but I, I don't know how much of Miami's season was shock and awe, you know, because, again, I, I love Mike McDaniel's coach. Love him to death. But their flame out in the playoffs, and their flame out the last month of the season was just was, was concerning, just concerning. Uh, and number 12, um, I'm going to go with another Miami Dolphin, uh, Devon Achain. I yeah. think he was he was another one that was picked up week one. I grabbed him week one. He was great when he was in there. Injuries hurt him this year. But I'm going to tell you something. Uh, that's my top 12. It's way too early. I, and I'm going to save this just to see how it changes by the time we get around to August and we start doing our draft shows. Uh, who, do you have, who do you have on your uh, list? Well, I've got a top five. I think it's kind of early to do a top 12, but hey, you know, we we, we have fun here at the Sultans. And uh, I'm going to agree with you. Number one's got to be Christian McCaffrey. He's my number one now. 
He'll be my number one when training camp starts, my number one throughout the preseason, and my number one at draft time. Because I'll tell you what, last year, I said he was the number one at this time last year as well. And then, for some reason, Justin Jefferson snuck into the conversation. McCaffrey's injury-prone kind of changed and shook some things up, some ideas and thinking and everything like that. But you know what? Turned out to be not the case. I don't care if he's injury prone. I'm rolling with Christian McCaffrey as number one next year. Number two, and this might change actually come August, but you have him low on the list and I have him much higher. And that's Tyreek Hill of Miami. I think he had a spectacular season, uh, 112 yards per game, 13 touchdowns, 1700 yards. He's a deep threat ability. If Tua could stay healthy, which he did this past season, I think Tyreek Hill is in for another good year. Justin Jefferson, number three, I think he could slide up to number two uh, and and kind of flip-flop positions with Tyreek Hill. But I will say this, Justin Jefferson should come back. We'll have to see who the quarterback is. Kirk Cousins will be a free agent. Does Cousins stay in Minnesota or does he move on to a new team? Who will be the quarterback in Minnesota if that is the case? Should be interesting to follow. We'll have to see about that. Jamar Chase in Cincinnati, he's my number four. And while Justin Jefferson, uh, you know, he survived the poor quarterback play, but Jamar Chase did not with Joe Burrow being out. Joe Burrow, if he's back healthy, I agree with you, Trip. I think those two are going to have a good year. And I will go with Amon Ross St. Brown from Detroit because he had a great, great year in Detroit, uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, I, I drafted him in our league. Well, one of the leagues I, that I was in and you kind of questioned it and I kind of questioned it too. I said, well, maybe I should have taken Mahomes over Amon Ross St. Brown, but Amon Ross St. Brown put up some good numbers this past year. So yeah. uh, definitely, definitely oh. going to be a number five for me. Okay. Um, another one other player who could slide into the top five, depending upon situation is Brees Hall. I think he has the potential to grow. Of course, Aaron Rodgers is the big X factor into that equation. How does he play? How the Jets get rolling? Do the Jets bring in a free agent and reunite Devontae Adams with uh, Aaron Rodgers? That is yet to be seen. We'll find out in March. But uh, for certain, I think Brees Hall is in for another good year. Uh, look at the season he had coming off of ACL surgery. So, I mean, I think that says it all. So, uh, for me right now, he is, if he's not a mid, uh, round one pick, he's got to be in the top five. Okay. I, I, I like that. All right. Uh, we've got a, we, we, we've kind of laid the, the future out. There's one yeah. other future we've got to talk about Sunday is super bowl. Number 58 in Las Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Little so, Brent Musburger. Yeah, Brent Musburger. Yeah, well, hey, listen, Brent, uh, Brent gets him. Uh, you know, and, and the other thing is, I, I know I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl Sunday is the NFL today. They're going to do a, a thing about the NFL today, the history of the NFL today. That's at one o'clock on Super Sunday. I'm looking forward to that. Brent's the, and, and the original cast, Brent's the only one who's, who's still alive. And I, I was like, wow. That's interesting, too. Anyhow, we digress. Yeah, it's Vegas, baby, this week. Kansas City against the 49ers. Now, Kansas City is the defending Super Bowl champs 
They are a one-and-a-half-point underdog, and they have been an underdog since the game, since the 49ers won. And I'm kind of surprised yeah. because if there's one thing I've learned in this playoff run, you do not bet against Patrick Mahomes. You don't. And here's another tidbit, and I, I heard this before. There have been, in, 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 the, in, in the playoffs, there have been eight teams that have been underdogs in the divisional round and the championship round. And those eight underdogs went on to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. Guess who's number nine? Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the 49ers are formidable, um, but I question when push comes to shove, even though Brock Purdy let him back in their divisional round, I question whether Brock Purdy can do it and whether the stage will be too big for him. And remember, Kyle Shanahan is the head coach. Yeah. He was the defense offensive coordinator for the Falcons. And, of course, they lost the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with Kyle Shanahan. As my, I, I just think I, I think Kansas City is, is head and shoulders above. I'll go with Kansas City. Um, I, I think it'll be a relatively interesting game. I'll go 28. I'll go 28-20. All right, and uh, we know it's a super rematch of four years ago, which featured the same referee, the same head coaches, and the same stat line. Brack Purdy had a record of 21-5, and five, which is the exact same record Jimmy Garoppolo had in his number of starts before the 49ers went into the Super Bowl with Kansas City for Super Bowl 54. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, this is his fourth appearance in five years. Sound familiar? Yeah, because we just saw a quarterback that retired a year ago doing kind of like the same thing. 10 Super Bowl appearances. Mahomes is less than halfway there and he's only 28. So, I mean, if Mahomes plays till 40, now we don't know how long Mahomes is going to play for, but if he plays for at least 40, he could meet or exceed Tom Brady's record of 10 Super Bowls. I mean, that's how good this guy is. He finds himself in the championship each and every year in the AFC championship or close to it. And realistically, he could be playing in his fourth Super Bowl if it wasn't for the blown lead uh, to uh, Cincinnati a couple of years back. Uh, they had that big 21 to three lead. So, I mean, you know, you want to talk about Mahomes. He is the next Tom Brady. That's for sure. That's for certain. I mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs kind of being like the next New England Patriots. Um, again, on the other side of it, you mentioned Brock Purdy. Big stage for him. He's shown up before. He started 8-0 as a starter. And then, it, you know, the wheels fell off against the uh, Eagles in the NFC Championship game after he got injured. And the 49ers went downhill going through quarterbacks. And then, you know, after that, they kind of, uh, you know, were back and forth. They started hot, then they got cold, they started hot, but they seem to be finding a rhythm again. I think Chris McCaffrey is a huge part of that offense, and he needs to have a big game. Kyle Shanahan needs to have the big game, too, from his play calling. But you know who else has been stepping up? Steve Spagnolo of the defensive uh, coordinator for Kansas City. He's been calling the right plays at the right time. We questioned Kansas City late in December. They didn't look good at all, but look how good they look now turning it around. I think Kansas City is going to win the game by a uh, a touchdown late in the game. And oh, by the way, guess who makes the touchdown call? Yeah. I think who makes the touchdown catch 
wild prediction here, Giants fans. You, yep, you guessed it. No, Kadarius no. Tony. Kadarius <laughs> Tony will come up in a big moment at the end of no. the game. 28 21, I'm going for. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you got, you got, oh, let me take that knife out of my bag. Nah. All right. <laughs> that is going to wrap up the Fantasy Sultans. We'll be back again uh, in April, just before the draft. We'll do a, we'll do a show. Um, of course, if you have any questions or comments, just email fantasysultans at gmail.com. And of course, uh, you find us on YouTube and on Spotify for podcasters. By the way, if you like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, it's the WTRSradio.com. He is the Hall of Famer, Mike Sheck. I am Trip Rogers. We are the Fantasy Sultans. We help you win your league. We are the Fantasy Sultans. And you are not.